<laughs> I believe you about my Tommy gun, don't. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast, where we discuss and celebrate what's going on in TV and film. I am your host, Xavier, and today on the panel is our usual crew. You've got Anthony. Say what's up. How's it going? Got Danny, Info Man. Hello. And you got the young kid, Zach. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. All right, gentlemen. So last time we recorded, we had a bit of homework that we were supposed to do. Uh, Anthony, uh, would you like to remind us and the everyone listening? I had recommended that we watch the movie The Outfit. That's so. correct. Um, we were able to watch this over on Amazon Prime, so shout out to Prime for being able to uh, have this on the database there. Uh, it's an awesome, I mean, if you want to get right into it, it's a movie starring Mark Rylance, uh, great supporting cast, uh, kind of more of like an intimate, like you said, like kind of like a some kind of crime thriller mystery solving going on there. Um, you know, a pretty lean runtime, but not too. But it felt like there was a lot in there. But uh, I think I'm like, kind of getting ahead of myself. But what do like you guys think? A little think? over than an hour and a half, right? Like an hour, an hour, hour 40, 40, 45, give or take. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think with credits like an hour forty seven. You know, just, yeah. you get to the credits and you're like, okay. But uh, you know, uh, rewinding back to all that, what are your overall? Um, I mean, Anthony, I just want to hear our overall impressions, right? Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it, which is why I recommended it. Um, to me, it was kind of like a throwback movie. Movies didn't really make anymore. Kind of like a old style, probably a movie that would have come out in the 80s or 90s. And it, and a period piece. So this movie takes place when in like the... 1956 50s. Chicago. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty cool old style movie that doesn't get made that often anymore so i enjoyed it are you calling mark rylance old no i'm kidding yes he is old <laughs> i mean uh to his credit man he really buoyed up and and shored up this movie yeah. uh he just as a simple uh proprietor of fine suits and linens in chicago almost like you know post-world war ii gangland chicago uh he just has these different layers to them that just get revealed over the course of because it's like just one fateful night right mm-hmm. yeah like it, yeah it is one night and one setting like just all all in one shot like well not one shot but like all in one one place so yeah no he plays uh was it uh, i forget the uh, then his last name but uh he's known as leonard berlin Berl- is it berlin, berlin. yeah berlin. leonard berlin uh, transplant from England who decided to set up shop in Chicago and uh, just you know wants to just be uh, a simple cutter and uh, as his own tailor shop but he's not a tailor yeah but he's not a tailor you 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 tell him that he's a tailor he says no sir I'm a cutter like and but like that that little I always I, I, I thought said this to myself that that little bit of assertiveness whenever he said that I always hid something underlying like you can kind of tell that the guy is like either moving stuff around or like you know the guy is 
that Leonard is has seen things or kind of experienced things that he's just trying to like be be low key and live a simple life. I mean, he took like a, a minor pistol whack to the head, and um, he was chill. He was he was kind of annoyed, but or you know he's kind of in, you know obviously like in shock and pain, but not like distraught or distressed. Man kept a cool level head. He, he reminded me sort of like a kind of like an Alfred type <laughs> in a way. Oh yeah, um, it's a mild mannered, but like hey, they gonna get their hands. Yeah, through. like like he he could get stuff done, but you know, also wow. calling people ma- master. Yeah, whatever their last name is master boyle i think yeah that's true yeah master, uh, i forgot who the the son was but uh, uh richie richie yeah, yeah master richie dylan o'brien dylan o'brien he yeah get in, in this one uh, dylan o'brien and um johnny flynn i was really impressed with johnny flynn with, too as like, francis yeah um on top of that but like i guess as the plot kind of uh goes on like we just or i was gonna say as the plot plot gets weaved but i was gonna say thickens <laughs> yeah as it thickens um you know uh basically the richie who's like this big mob boss uh roy's son uh he gets into in this entanglement with uh well not that entanglement <laughs> uh he gets into, he gets into a bit of a gangland get some gangland uh situations and he gets uh, pegged with a marble, as they like to say. As they would like to say, I was like, who's still calling them marbles in the 50s? Yeah, because he keeps saying marbles. I'm like, marbles? Like, okay, he keeps talking about the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and we hear marble again. I'm like, wait, marble? No bullet. Yeah, and the whole point, I'm just like, and like Francis is there, and like he's like, oh, he got shot. He's like, saw him up, and, you know, telling, basically getting Leonard into all this stuff. And then, like, as we find out more, like, there's just a lot of, layers and a lot of things get uncovered in the story i don't know if we want to go full into the entire plot of it but just in case you didn't know if you're listening or watching we are going full spoilers oh we're going full spoilers okay we're going full spoilers because this movie came out last 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 year year, right yeah we're saying last year but yeah march in march okay so just under a year so yeah and it is available on prime too so that you could stream it yeah and, and i wouldn't say it's a major motion movie like a marvel or anything like that so i mean it's so it came out on theaters yeah it was march 18th yeah but it was like uh, it's not like like one of the like a big movie that everyone would would have known about but definitely very uh, one of those like low-key like like hidden gem kind of yeah small ensemble piece a lot of stuff got put into the wardrobe and the design and the set kind of really uh made it seem like this you know it's winter chicago all, every character has a sort of like different flair to them and not only from what they're wearing but from their mannerisms how they acted it was i i've honestly like as a general thing um or as as a general experience i really enjoyed it i had a cool like um vibe and like setting to it it kind of almost reminded me of um the the visuals like in nightmare alley yeah like that type of style so i liked also what was really cool too is uh using mark uh, using leonard's like narration mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like uh, a transition for each act uh of just like how we get how they get to the various levels of him creating the piece the little anecdote of the customer saying no i want like his story of like how oh I, I know what i'm doing the 
that Taylor knows what he's doing. The, the yeah, like we're gonna mess with the sleeves. Like, no, I want the. He's like, he's like, oh, we'll just take off the shoulders. No, I like the shoulders. Take the sleeves. He's like, okay, sure, we'll do what you want. And he goes, does it the exact opposite. And the guy comes up, wow, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the man knows what he's doing. Like, trust the man in his trade. You know, he studied in Savile Row, very fancy uh, part of London where all the fashion designers were. And then, like, slowly in through the movie, you get like kind of like some quick flashbacks like remembering uh, of certain things like the fire that was the main thing is this the fire yeah yeah it's just fire um so like throughout the movie you're trying to figure out like oh like what happened and then we slowly uncover um you know some backstory the backstory of it um he's like yeah i mean yeah that backstory not only you get the you know you you um uncover some of that backstory but there's more like front story going on like uh you have francis trying to make these power moves um then but then you have uh you know this is when you start kind of have to start thinking there's more to leonard than meets the eye that's like he starts sowing seeds of doubt into richie and so richie and francis go at it uh only one comes out of it literally alive another one gets stuffed in a box and uh then you know the plot thickens even more because they bring in uh mabel into it which is uh leonard's assistant played by zoe deutsch and there's even layers going on to her how like she's looking to you know francis the whole thing is like they're trying to find a rat because the whole MacGuffin of the movie is there's a secret tape that recorded a conversation and that was going to go to the feds but it also is going to this secret organized crime group called the outfit name of the movie but <laughs> then they start cool using logo. what everybody wants and leonard as you see he starts slowly playing everybody along and kind of guiding them in one way shape or form and again no one suspects him like like he, like, like uh like manipulating and making them think uh what what they want to think yeah all based off of what they want because yeah. it's what they want he knows how to manipulate and uh misdirect uh, that was again very masterful while like showing that like he's playing off that he's a little scared but then also like no I still have this together like mm-hmm. still being able to like own the situation he, yeah. sh- he shows everybody that he's like this quiet mild mannered man like oh I don't really know anything except for Everything. my craft <laughs> but at the same time he's like doing some mind games in the background it's really cool yeah I mean uh, mind games there's a little sleight of hand uh, dude it's so good yeah at one point there's like twist on twist on twist yeah <laughs> like, yeah there's shot like a shaman <clears throat> did this movie but but he did not <laughs> it's like you have you have the twist between like francis still living and then trying to run away from something but then uh richie's dad who's the big crime boss coming over because oh my son got shot i gotta see where he's at mm-hmm. and then the big crime boss is like oh, i'll just wait for him you go find him mm-hmm. and uh that time then the crime boss roy starts noticing things like oh hey what's my son's coat doing out here why is he outside in like winter that was cool when he's like like, they had that whole conversation where he was telling him uh he's like this is the weapon i use he's like and this is what i use for my 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 craft yeah Yeah. (laughs) and he pulled out the the shears uh and then and then uh Leonard is like, oh, why are you telling me this, sir? He's like, because that's my son's coat right over there. <laughs> yeah, it's like something's fishy. Going and something's on going on. And then, like, you're just stressed because blood is dripping from the 
That from, from the box, yes. the, box. the cabinet yeah. or whatever, the, the chest that he's in, <laughs> and you're just like, oh boy, yeah. And they start, like, and it gets tenser because they start using Mabel as a, uh, um, as a basically like a, bait or uh, bait yeah, bait. as as a sort of leverage tool because they're trying to like kind of torture her or kind of like you know rough her up a bit to her spill the guts, uh, and then they get he gets that phone call and he's like oh he's over here he knows this address and you're like what do you mean he's like oh because that's the address that I actually sent the rival gang to to send him over there and then francis is like what i just you know i've got to look at my self-interest to betray the man who made me who i am mm-hmm. like so you know there's no honor among thieves in that re- regard but then uh they're gonna then they find the idea they're gonna sell the tape and uh, they're able to find it and give it away, but then it's not really the right tape. And, like it, it just there's just so twist many fun twist. twists and turns. But again, all expertly uh, handled. Like you know, if, if you're into kind of mysteries and stuff, you may kind of p- pick up on what's going on. But like you won't find out again. Like uh, again, spoilers. Or like this whole rat that they're figuring out. They say is Mabel, and they're like, oh, we're gonna f- find out and get the outfit. But then. And ends up being a point where everybody's being played by Leonard because there is no outfit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just the one feeding all the misinformation from the beginning. As, like, the master mind gamer, as Anthony would put it. Like, just everything all, like, in one point is so good. I, I, at that point, I was very, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is, this just took a really cool turn. Where, like, basically all the, the people you want to win, like, end up, like, winning somehow. And you're like, all right, you know what, this is, this is working out. But you think it's like, oh, maybe he's just smart and whatever. But then, again, as the movie goes on and on, you find out more that it's not just I was, uh, you know, an apprentice in London and then moved to America. It was I used to be in a very rough crowd. And then I got out, moved as an apprentice. And then some horrible things happened to my wife and child. And then I moved and you know you see it towards the end finally reveals some more and more that this dude's got tats this dude is <laughs> rough he's ripped this dude is mean lean and he's got freaking shearer machine a shear a she- he has those shears in his hand and like he said to Roy earlier like this is my weapon or this is yeah this is this is my tool of my trade and uh francis found out just how far that tool of that trade went into his neck. Francis died like three times in this movie. Yeah, he, he died twice, I think. No, and then... He got shot, shot, got shot oh, twice. Fire. He got, died three times. Three times. Got, got in the neck and then burned down with the building. Well, he, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got shot three times by the, the Fontaine group, uh, which which funny. Then they even gave him the fake tape, mm-hmm. which I was like, damn. Like, they just wombo combo everybody. <laughs> So that the feds get the tape that they want, the the Fontaines get the random tape that they get that they were looking for, and well, yeah, because so, they got the tape that they were that had the actual like uh, information that was being given out. Yeah, but, but then, then he was, was recording the, also the at the other same tape time. Of all of everybody's with the confessing of the basically. murders. I'm like, oh, I murdered this guy, this guy, this guy, and all this stuff, and so all of that's there. And, uh, then Mabel got to keep her cut of the basically her whole cut of the money to just go start a new life. What she wanted to do it anyway, like 1950s Paris. It's pretty. It's great. Good for her. And, uh, and by the end, she wanted to she wanted to bring uh, Leonard along, even though at the beginning she said that she just wanted to. Yeah, get on out of here. And she's like, yeah. "No, come with me." He's like, "What are you gonna do? What, what are you? 
why are you going to have me around when you have your best years ahead of you? I was like, Dad, that's great. Like, good for him. And then it's just that whole uh, kerfuffle again with the resurrected Francis. <laughs> Dude got shot like three times. And he got up. And stabbed. Then he, then he got stabbed. And then he got burned. And then he got burned. I mean, yeah. he said multiple times throughout the movie that he had gotten shot six times for the boss. And yeah, he was still alive. Six so. marbles for the boss. So that's a pretty bad accent, right? Some tiny, <laughs> tiny marbles. Yeah, I don't know. They're not yeah, shooting like him in the right places. They're hitting shooters. him everywhere, but in like the major. Yeah, like, he definitely. Or you get shot in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. If it was a shoulder shot, it would have been it. That would have been an over. Yeah, like these, like uh, these guys. They they killed. Oh man, that whole bit when they they turned on him, or not when they turned him, when when Leonard like reveals that that like he he's like, over there and he's like. like over there, he's like, oh, okay. Repeated his line so that they Are you stealing like, from us? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you're trying to rob us. You're trying to rob us? Where's the rest of the money? He's like, he's And then he smart. has like his hand gestures like, oh, there's a guy with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> over there. And then it's just, nope. Yeah. That was, that was hella clever. Yeah. They, they really did a good job of playing with your expectations and what you thought, who you thought was doing the bad stuff or who you thought was in charge of the tapes or who was part of the outfit, they did a really good job of the actors of making sure that like, oh, something I might suspect this person. And then they would do something like, okay, okay, now maybe it's somebody else. And then whoever they point to next, they're like, wait, so is it them? Well, maybe it's not. No, them. it's so not. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth. And I think they really did a really good job with that. Even in the beginning where he says, where he tells Dylan Ryan's character that he's the rat. Yeah. Where he, at first he's kind of like 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 he wanted to shoot him. And he's like, nah, you like you're you're screwed. Yeah, Richie's me. like, uh, you're crazy. <laughs> he was dying of laughter. He's, he's also almost dying for real. But yeah. that whole bit is like, I am the rat. It's just like he's not wrong. Like when he said that, I was like, there's truth to yeah, this. Yeah, 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 for sure. That was that was. He's like, I'm not like, look at like, you. They like, play oh. it for like real tension, but then oh, we're gonna play it off as like so absurd it can't be real. And, and that then the was, next like, scene, he's scene. playing them both against each, against each other because he's this like oh i know that good. you're going after the rat yeah like he he incepted the whole idea of trying to find the rat in him better than leo dicaprio he but, had to go and um, use a machine but him pushing yeah. it like why wouldn't it be you know like i was like there's something else going on mm-hmm. here he's like oh, you're just a tailor like oh okay. <laughs> yeah you, hey english you did <laughs> he's like i can't lie to anybody he's like you've never said something and not really mean what's behind it i thought you were english mm-hmm. <laughs> That was a fun line. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, Roy just had that really good, you know, the crime boss had that really good command to him. And then uh, the the head lady of the other, like, La Fontaine group, like, mm-hmm. she she walked in, like, with gravitas and, and, and class. And you're just like, oh, these people, it's cool. They get their stuff done. And, like, it was also cool that she was finding ways to still relate to Leonard stuff their own share experience of coming up from nothing and having our own thing and oh we, we get up and someone comes in and tries to snatch it up and it's kind of similar to what was happening just to leonard's own business right there so there was a lot of cool themes commonalities to it and um just tying it up with all of his little monologues mm-hmm. into transition between acts i i love that like that little that was a really nice little touch i mean maybe it's a major touch because it like creates the bones of the story, but I thought it was I thought that was done really well. She was just in Knock at the Cabin. The That's Lafontaine. right. Ooh. Yes, she was so, the nurse. Because I remember when I saw, I was like, I feel like I just saw her in something. I'm like, ah, oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. One of the things that we were mentioning 
before we were recording this podcast was it felt kind of like a play almost mm-hmm. you know like when you're in a small set and like people are coming in and out different of the structure. shop <laughs> yeah and you're using the space effectively yeah uh, you know i hear from a production standpoint they use those like three rooms or so like you have like the main lobby out there the little antechamber of his office where he fell asleep in and then you have and then the back area, the back like area the where stock. actually where all the threat, yeah, the, the material and the the actual work tables there. And I love the opening where he's uh, sketching out like where the suit would go and then the measurements. Like that looked legit. That was really cool. Oh, uh, when when he like spoilers, but when he hid like the tape in the actual like jacket. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole tape job is like, that's nuts. When did that happen? But also you're like, okay, yeah, like y- you believe it because this man can, can kind of really weave in and that's do quite a lot. Sanctuary. Yeah, man. That's that's his spot. A, a couple of things that I found pretty funny in the movie were, uh, I think, the the whole the whole joke about the other uh, blue jeans, which I thought mm-hmm. was yeah. a nice little thing to it. <laughs> I escaped because of blue jeans. I, yeah, I had to get out because of blue jeans. Blue they were jeans dying of laughing every time you said the blue jeans. <laughs> Those blue jeans. It almost made it sound like it was like a derogatory term yeah. for someone. It's like, like no. that, that James jeans. jeans. <laughs> that James Dean rolls up on a motorcycle and everybody likes it. But what I make is timeless. I was like, damn, son. He's like, what I do is timeless. Like, there's so much pride in his work. You know, he's not dealing with this, you know, very difficult and fraught situation he finds himself in. But he just falls back on that. It's like, no, what I do is I do art. And uh, that's just a fad. You can tell, (laughs) like, the other people did also respect him, too. Like, you know, he he was known for, like, his craft. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, like... Well, uh, Roy Boyle was his first customer. Correct. Well, in that that shop there. So him being a crime boss, of course, like... He didn't like, discriminate. He, he, he didn't yeah. discriminate. Like, I don't yeah. want your business. It's just like, hey, I was just trying to make my trade, and that's it. Like, yeah. I wonder if he was paying protection or anything like that. Maybe. It could be. That That's the little things that, like, we you didn't have to know so much, but there was just enough details spread about to understand the kind of situation or the kind of just the... uh, kind, What kind of, like... Sit, I, I don't want to say situation, but what kind of like predicament or, or where Leonard stood within the whole like scheme of those uh, of like that kind of scene. So it's um, you know, like he's just kind of like not like it's he's not like a you know a Switzerland or like a, a safety ground. He's just hey, just an honest man, you know, or so that they thought this is an honest man trying to make a living, but also not trying to you know burn them down from. The, you know, from the inside out, with a very skilled and masterful ploy. Like, you know, the Al- I love that. He's like, you know, the Al Capone is like, isn't he dead? I was just like, man, it's playing him like a fiddle now. So you look back on it. It's cool. Um, Anthony, you, you did you end up seeing this originally in the theater or did you start no, no, streaming? I saw it on Prime. Okay. Yeah. It just caught your eye and like, oh, okay. No, yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing trailers of it uh, when it came out last year. I just... I, it looked like something I may have wanted to watch, but it just passed by and probably, was probably only in theaters for a few weeks. So I just never got around to watch it in theaters. And then I think it was on, it might've been on HBO maybe earlier last year. And then, then I realized it was on Prime. I'm like, oh sweet, I could finally watch it now. So, but yeah, 
Oh, I was always somewhat interested in it, but I'm glad I watched it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Glad you recommended it because yeah. I had never seen the trailer. I've never heard of the movie, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it came out around the same time as uh, Everything Ever All at Once. Uh, so it's kind of like kind of got that, overshadowed. Uh, yeah, that was the one, uh, you know, indie darling that came out at that point that kind of just overshadowed this one. So, uh. well, looking at um, the numbers here, like the budget for the movie was five million. Yes, and the box awesome. office was four million. Oh no! So it was slight underperformance. Yeah, yeah. Slight, it's a lot. Um, hopefully now maybe in streaming and. Because of our recommendation, pick up. People will, will, we'll have a big because influence. the popcorn watch list that stream that streamer count is gonna go up. Those, count those hundred million subscribers. Well, you. there's four more at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for each of us, pretty much. But um, the Rotten Tomato score here, uh, critics rated it an 85. Nice. And then the audience has rated it a 92. Oh, really? So nice. I didn't know the score was that high. I knew it was generally it, favorable. They're like, hey, was, Mark Rylance, like, a, does the it's heavy a lifting. Movie. It's a very solid movie. It's just, yeah, it's good. My, my only complaint of the movie was that I think it had a little bit too much cursing in it. For like, I felt like it wasn't really needed. And they were just kind of like f-bombing for just to do it because they're in chicago maybe oh, i guess yeah. the time and the location setting yeah but, but it just it seemed like it i wasn't was around in the 50s li- I a little know. excessive how uh, uh, i guess all crime bosses need to curse every every sentence or whatever but, or crime boss's sons yeah that made more sense to me than the actual crime boss himself but yeah i don't i, I you know i i I've, I've never heard anyone anything like first-hand accounts of the 50s of people swearing like sailors unless they were actual sailors but uh yeah because our usual depiction of the 50s is very uh leave it to beaver and the isle of lucy style of stuff hey there son how you doing that's more like <laughs> 30s pop. oh that <laughs> it uh, carried on it carried yeah on. it carried on well, I thought that, you know, that, hey well now she like you're trying to do these you know i'm gonna get my tommy gun like, like Tommy gun don't. Yeah, I believe you about my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> I mean, hey, Home Alone is set in Chicago. There you go. Yeah, there you go. No ten. cursing in that movie. One, two, ten. ten. <laughs> Normally, it wouldn't. It really, like I wouldn't care that there was cursing in it, but I felt like there was too much that I noticed it. I'm like, it was like I feel like, like every se- it up every well, sentence like distracting. Yeah, I, was I like, didn't feel that. It was, as little, much. it was just a little. Well, because it was only it was only with the scenes with anything that had to do with like the crime. Uh, like yeah, but they were in almost every scene. Like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, the crime yeah, boss like, guys like, were everywhere. Mark Ryland and Zoe, Zoe Doge, I don't think, curse. I think she might have cursed like once. Yeah, I think she cussed a couple times. Um, after the fact, after she gets found out. But uh, but yeah, any anything that had to do with the with the gangsters. Uh, yeah. I just felt like it, it was noticeable, so that's the only reason why I pointed it out. But other than that, I liked it because... It's definitely a movie like I would recommend to like my dad. He would probably love this type of movie, but I know he would probably complain. He's like, "Man, they're cursing too much. Like it's unnecessary." So, <laughs> so if I were to recommend it to him, I'll let him know. Like, hey, couple yeah, of f bombs in here. Be careful. There's a, a couple. There's a more than a few sprinkled in there. Yeah. But uh, um, other than that, yeah, it's I definitely would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, the it's score the does the job. It's pretty, you know, it's moody. Like this black, I think, right. 
Well, is it a splat? No. <laughs> yeah, it Anthony. Is. Is, it is. is he nominated? Because I saw him the credits. <laughs> he must be nominated. Then. He's out of. Anthony's already like shuddering and having. Forget it. I'm not recommending this movie. <laughs> it is a splat. It is. No. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm not Alexander. recommending this movie. Well, he didn't get nominated for an Oscar, so it's all good. That, that was the, the 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 name that that stood out to me. In the if credits. he got nominated and like Hans Zimmer didn't for Top Gun, then I would be like, get get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> of all the things. Another thing that I, that I found kind of funny that happened twice in this movie was uh, where Leonard and uh, and Francis both share like a cigarette. They both just kind of like stand there. Mm-hmm. He pulls out the box. They both get a smoke and puff. puff. <laughs> and they hit, like, they're like like, like they a tense scene, puff, puff like uh, like with the uh, what's his name, uh, Monk, the the Luke bodyguard, Monk, the big yeah. bodyguard. Yeah, and he goes up to, to <laughs> give the goes light. Up, like they both just kind of stand there. Uh, oh, he opens up the box of the cigarettes. And then it doesn't work. They're just kind of like looking at each other, like as they're hey. getting ready to smoke. And then, like that scene, and then it happened again later on too, which was Monk seemed funny. pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. Too bad he's probably dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got ambushed. 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 Oh, Speaking man. of ambushed, <laughs> huge tangent. Randomly at Publix the other day, I saw a Reese's Puffs ambush edition. <laughs> I took a picture of it, so I, I got to edition? Yeah. Okay, I got to watch that. Yeah, we have a we have a little inside joke when it comes to being about ambushes. Uh, that's pretty great. And uh, what? Like, I, I still don't... That, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah just right, don't get so ambushed by cereal. For the movie, what do you guys end up uh, rating it? For breakfast. We'll go with Anthony first since Me you, first. you recommended the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really find anything that wrong with it. I, I'd probably give it like a 7.5, like a hard 7. A hard 7. Hard 7.5. Seven hard 7.5. Nice. Hard 7.5. Maybe close to an 8, 7.5, 8. Yeah, it's a very well-made movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Nice. For me... I'm gonna be up there with you, a little bit higher, and we're at an eight. Mm, look at that! Look at that! Mm. I will also be giving it an eight. Ooh, nice. Thought it was pretty solid. Oh, man, I'm gonna have to. I might have to bump mine up. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to because I would also give it a very solid eight. Oh, it's a small, uh, good, well put together movie. Like you said, like it's uh, better than the sum of its parts. And, and it's also a great acting showcase for Mark Rylance. Yeah, he definitely it's, did a lot of the he's character. He's awesome. Though, yeah, yeah I and mean, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. And because uh, like, like all it the supporting was meant, roles. It was meant to be that way. Yeah, it was meant to be this kind of, It's almost like we were talking about, uh, Danny, you saw Tar. So it's almost like you were talking about that, how it's like, oh, this movie's kind of like a vehicle for Kate Blanchett to mm-hmm. just for go sure. in. To get an Oscar. This, this is for this sure. This is something for... like, hey, this is a Mark Ryland showcase. Yeah. And the other actors are, they're there as supporting. Hey, we're going to support the main role of Leonard and uh, these which they all pieces, did which they all did really job. well. Yeah, everybody played their roles. Nobody was just like, oh, this guy's acting's wooden or like the, the writing's bad. No, like everything just came together really well. Yeah. And I love that they used the, the this, a small, like intimate kind of setting 
I think that's what really stood out, like made it stand out because it is in that intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it more tense too because like, you're yeah. all trapped in here. Or like there's a whole situation where like one, like Francis tried to like, oh, let me just go out there. It's like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere yet. Like yeah. we need to figure this out. And you're like, oh, snap. Or and go so, leave so I could do this and no one wants to leave. Yeah, no one <laughs> wants to actually go. And then, hey, tell us the thing. But wait, you have a solid alibi. What's happening here? It, and then that plus split. the runtime, I feel like it was a, a pretty solid runtime. Yeah, like, I don't think it didn't stay as well. Didn't need to be longer. Didn't need to be shorter. <laughs> I think it was just like in the perfect spot for this type of film. So yeah, and and so it, it sounds like all of us except out, for one animal, animal style, style. <laughs> double double. The, uh, be a double triple. I mean, I could just like round it up and give it like seven point eight. Look at okay, this guy. That, that point two is just because of the cursing, man. And the water. The water? Yeah. In which 7. part? 7.8, too much water. <laughs> too much water. <laughs> <laughs> not, not enough CG water. <laughs> 7.8, too much cursing. Not enough, not enough fire. Do you know that reference, Danny? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to get blasted by a, a three-letter website that I had an old Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire review. Yeah. Their original Ruby and Sapphire review was that it had too much water. <laughs> Set okay. islands. What do you want? But it's okay. a game about balance. Land and sea. Of yeah. course, there's going to be more water than typical. But whatever. That's that's another I won't get into because I never really played that game fully. Anyway. Um, you didn't? How dare you? Look, man. I was on the I have it if you want to borrow PlayStation 2 tip. Yeah, we averaged out a score of an 8. So, so very, very well made, solid yeah. movie. And I, and I think that with it being solid, like it's a easily accessible to everybody like you don't have to be like a comic book nerd to watch this or like a history buff or uh really into a particular directorial style this is just a, a is nice this an original movie. or is it based on a book or something i don't know uh, let me look I just a old, sworn. old style caper info man do your thing but like i said like it is um like a really like just yeah. fun like not like fun in the sense that like it's a good movie to sit down and like hey little, i got nothing to watch little and, crime thriller yeah and it's just a you'll have you'll not regret giving it the time to watch it that that's the my main kind of stamp on the movie is it's definitely worth the watch it's a lot of fun like um like and it, the thrill is also really fun too and the twists and turns that go on in the story uh, if you're listening to this and you've seen the movie i'm pretty sure you can agree if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie we kind of spoiled major plot points, but you know, um, that's on you. We told him at the beginning. Yeah, we told you. Hopefully, if you 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 stopped, went to watch the movie, and then continued our episode here, we'd be much appreciated. But also, uh, you'd be better for it because you can understand what the hell we're talking about. And then, for anyone wondering, it is not based off anything. Yeah. Would uh, you would you put in like a spy category or more like a just like. Mystery Criminal. thriller. Mystery it's more thriller. like a I mystery. Think, I think more like suspense. Thriller. It's a mystery and suspense. Yeah, it's like a mystery thriller because it's kind of like what's the name? Here of it says uh, that it's a an Ameri- uh, American. It's American. It's a psychological crime drama thriller. Mm. That's like four genres. Really. <laughs> yeah. I, it's partly psychological because you have people playing each other. Mind each games. Other. <laughs> you got mind games. And then uh, so it's a crime thriller. I wanted it to have some form of spy thing in it, just so I could say. It was a bridge of spies. But <laughs> we couldn't go. Maybe there. it's a bridge of spies into a, a, another Mark Maybe. Rylance feature exactly. of bridge of spies, exactly. directed by the Steven Spielbergio. Um, but so for some reason, this movie reminded me a little bit of this movie uh, with John Travolta and Samuel Jackson called Basic. 
Um, mm-hmm. That was also sort of like a like a crime mystery thing, like not so much a who done it, like uh, who took military, it. right? Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be yeah. But like you know, the outfit's more like a you know more like a it's more of a who done it in the sense it's like who took the tape or who is the rat and how do we take that in order to get Leonard out of this precarious situation that as you find out he orchestrated all himself it was so cool yeah i thought it was awesome uh so gentlemen any final thoughts i think we kind of we all made our stamps in terms of review and Pretty the solid. score yeah i think we're all aligned on this movie which is uh, pretty cool to see Great nice film, good yeah. i'm glad the director wrote the imitation game so <laughs> There we go. Has a pretty good, say, pretty good pedigree. Good, good track. It's in, uh, I think it's part of the same studio too. Focus Features, I think, did also Probably, did yeah, Imitation Game, and yeah. I think the Theory of Everything, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. So they have a. They have a kind of want to watch Bridge of Spies of, now. Of good movies. <laughs> Tom no, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead serious. I kind of want to watch Bridge of Spies. The BFG. Uh. because <laughs> he, he, he's go, in it too, right? Go watch Dunkirk again. If you don't want, you know, something thrilling. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize that he was in Dunkirk until. Just now, a little bit ago. Oh, he was. Like, wasn't he the movie. the guy <laughs> in the little boat? Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. With, with, my with, my memory is so vague about the movie. I have to rewatch. No, with, uh, no, like, uh, with Killing, the Killing Murphy. Yeah, and Barry Key. And that's Barry Key. He died he on the boat. Like the yeah, that's right. He was the, the young, the young kid. He's the kid's son. With, the young kid yeah. that died on the boat. Wow. Zach, that was you. No. <laughs> Zach, the young kid. That was that was you. Holy crap! I I'm gonna that. rewatch Dunkirk. Me too. I watched I it once, and my memory is kind of foggy on it. We watched it, uh, Anthony and I, it's in so IMAX, and just the, like just the everything that's a ticking. It's a Nolan film. Yeah, the ticking clock, man, was so July. You guys gotta get ready for July. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, man. You're gonna be Oppenheimer. You're gonna be Oppenheimer so hard. Wrap it again. Go watch Oppenheimer in the Fort Lauderdale IMAX. If you live in South if you live in or just you just fly down near here. these parts so yeah. before we wrap it up here uh x let us know what our next week's movie Ooh, is gonna be our right? next week's movie well it's gonna be something that we're gonna be watching very soon it's very uh highly anticipated so we're gonna get our hear our thoughts on uh Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania or as I like to call it, the Jonathan Major showcase just all about Kang. Yeah, it's just going to be all uh, Kang. Psych, it's just going to be a secret thing on uh, Creed. No, as a side <laughs> note, um, there is a, that other movie that he he did this, that, that came out, I think, at Sundance this year. Um, Devotion? No, that was last year. No, that was a... That's not the Top Gun prequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was his father. No, it, it is called, it's called Magazine Dreams. I kind of wanted to get around to watching it, but like I can't find it. If you weren't at Sundance, you didn't watch it. Mm. So, it might, I guess, come so, out later. In the- yeah. yeah. It's, so that means it has to get purchased by a studio, right? I think so, yeah. So it's basically, it's about Jonathan Major's character. He's like an aspiring bodybuilder. And basically, like, he's trying to fit into the whole body of the community, but there's also a lot of, like, internal conflict and external conflict. It's uh, kind of a drama built into that. So, I, I mean, you know. he was in shape at the same time with Ant-Man and Creed. And, so. that, and, and, and uh, this movie was really, um, they filmed it really quickly. Like, I think it was only like it like, took 26 days or something. Yeah, because he didn't want to lose his, his mass. 
Yeah, he, he couldn't. He couldn't lose his mask. And Kang could use it too. I mean, Kang probably has it anyway. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, like it, it took a. It was filmed in twenty four days. I'm sorry, I was wrong. So this By year, this year is just it's Jonathan Majors versus Pedro Pascal, right? Is that what? It yeah, is? that's what it is. All right. Yeah, that's but that's, movies we'll, versus TV shows. We'll see who movies wins. and TV shows. We'll Jonathan Majors uh, just rules rules I'm the sure big screen. Pedro Pascal will be in a movie later this year, and Pedro Pascal sure. is all. Uh, yeah, he's actually going to be in something. But uh, there was a there's an actual like movie movie coming that he's coming out in that for the life of me I cannot remember. So I'm cheating. Um, movie movie. Yeah, like a real movie, uh, as opposed to just a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like a movie film. But movie, movie. We're excited for Ant Man. Uh, as of recording, the reviews came out for Ant Man. Yeah, which uh, they're very mixed. Mixed. Very mixed. Very mixed. Like That's Eternals interesting. Mixed. But well, we'll see. We'll see, like, man. This is the first movie to start off Phase Five, so I see it as like the first episode of a larger story. So. Who yeah, knows? let's see. We could see. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So we hope uh, you guys are at least mildly interested in it too. We'll have a very kind of quick discussion and rundown of that for next time. Uh, so stay tuned till then. And uh, for that, we'll be signing off. We'll be popping off till next time. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, catch us again on our social media pages through Instagram, Twitter. Um, we'll upload some of fun clips also through YouTube. So please check out and engage with us there. And uh, once again, thank you very much and catch you next time. Later, guys. See you. Bye-bye.